0: Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, football's over, so we're going to take a look at the future. Who's set up best for 2022, and who's losing the most from this season? Also, could Big Ten coaches be headed to new NFL jobs? We'll talk about all that right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Hey, welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Got a good show lined up for you today. Our show today is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for your TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Thanks again for making the show your first listen every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Coming up here on Locked On Big Ten, we're going to take a look into the football situation across the conference. Where are Big Ten teams as far as the biggest players who are going to be leaving in the April draft? Who's best set up for the next season of Big Ten football? And who might not have a head coach coming up soon as there are NFL jobs open and Big Ten names surrounding them in the rumors? Well, get to all of that here on the program. But first, let's dive into anything that you may have missed over the day here in the Big Ten as we start to take a look at all of the news from around yesterday. Uh, Nothing on the schedule yesterday for Big Ten basketball. I told you about that when we had our Monday show. Nothing men's or women's side on the basketball front. In other Big Ten news, of course, Georgia won the national title in football last night. That's not Big Ten news, but I, I just want to get it out of the way. It feels weird having a college show, not talking about it. Elsewhere, in other Big Ten, Big Ten news, Michigan State, Michigan was postponed over the weekend. We talked about that on yesterday's show, but it was on really short notice. And today, or yesterday I should say, Monday, Tom Izzo came out in a press conference and said he was upset with the way that things worked there. Said that he wants at least a little bit more transparency, is the word that he used, after that postponement as to just what's going on. Because he he said he didn't know until, uh, I think it was night before the game. That, that game was not going to happen. And his argument, as well as many people would argue, that that's just not a conducive environment for someone who's trying to perform physically in a certain amount of time. So again, we'll see what ends up happening. I don't know what it really anybody's supposed to be able to do with that kind of a complaint in this exact situation. Uh, other news on the football field, Clemson defensive tackle Darnell Jeffries is headed to the Big Ten. He'll be joining Minnesota. Niles Pinckney had been a former Clemson lineman to join the Gophers. P.J. Fleck pulls in another one for next season as Minnesota tries to get ready for another run in 2022. Uh, the Michigan defensive line coach is leaving for USC. And Michigan State's Max Christie has been named Big Ten Freshman of the Week for the fourth time this season season. Uh, it's a just quick look. That's, I mean, some of a lot of stuff that's happened around the Big Ten. I did this stuff for the Gopher show before, and it's a lot easier to keep track of one school's news throughout the day, trying to get all 14 in one. I'm still kind of learning and getting the tweaks out there. But anyway, we'll get to everything else that you may have missed, of course, across the Big Ten as we go along here. But coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the future of Big Ten football next season. Now that this year is officially done, and congrats to the Georgia Bulldogs, what does each Big Ten team need to do to make sure that they are this year's Michigan playing in that college football playoff? We'll get to all of it in just a minute. You're listening into Locked On. Today's episode of Locked On Big Ten is brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag. This is the place to go for all of your online sports betting needs, whether it be straight up bets, parlays, anything else that you might want to put together. BetOnline has it for you, and it looks good when you do it, too. You've... Been, if you're a sports better to some of these new clankety just really looking like old computer type code websites out there but online's not like that it's easy to use easy to interpret user friendly and you're not going to get confused putting in all your bets because you've got enough to think about when you're hitting those buttons, head on over to BetOnline online. Now use our promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit that you put in at betonline.ag. Head on over there right now. You can start making money today. Welcome back in again to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We're going to take some time here to take a look at kind of, I guess it's a review as to what we had overall in the football season in Big Ten, but also kind of take an inventory. Keep track of who's going to be here next year, who's obviously leaving for Brighter Pastures, and what exactly will that effect have on these teams next season. We'll get, again, all of that here right now. There are teams across the Big Ten, that have a whole lot of really talented players going out. I, I mean, I'm kind of just going over the players who could be like first, second round picks here in the Big Ten, like the top of the top, but I mean, even just in that group, Aiden Hutchinson, Tyler Linderbaum, George Karloftis, Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, Jaquan Brisker, David Ajabo. Th- those are the guys that everyone's heard of. Then you have, of course, guys like Daxton Hill, Jahan Dotson, Brandon Smith, Kenneth Walker III. Uh, I mean... These are huge, huge players, obviously, for Big Ten teams, but just nationally as well. We, we talked yesterday about how, like, half of the wooden, awards watch, wooden Award watch list right now are Big Ten players. With the way that the Big Ten played football this season, there are plenty of top-notch players out of this conference going to the Big Ten or going to the NFL now. I mean, it was obviously evident in having two Big Ten players at that Heisman Trophy ceremony, but it really, really starts to fill out this season when you start to look at all the talent that the Big Ten is going to lose. Now, with that being said, I actually don't think it's going to end up affecting all that many of these teams in particular all that much. I mean, starting with Ohio State, we saw what those receivers were doing in that Rose Bowl. That was without Garrett Wilson. That was without Chris Alave. So as far as making sure that C.J. Stroud is comfortable going into next season, it looks like Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison Jr., along with whoever else is on that Ohio State roster, is going to be just fine for making sure that Stroud is still good to go. So again, I mentioned this right after the Rose Bowl game, but there is not, I think, a better outcome you could have asked for as far as being comfortable going forward as an Ohio State fan then what happened in that game. I mean, you're most worried about next season. Was it C.J. Stroud being outstanding or was it just his receiving core allowing him to make some outstanding throws? I mean, making great catches that make the throws. But it seems like definitely that, one, Stroud has the real talent. We kind of assumed that. It was really just like, can we be sure until we know Olave and Wilson are gone? But also, he's got the weapons behind those two. To really, really excel going forward, but we've talked plenty about that already and how good those Ohio State receivers are. Moving on to a team like Iowa and Tyler Linderbaum, again, you're losing the best offensive lineman in the Big Ten, best offensive lineman in the country, if you're asking me. But as far as what Ohio or what Iowa is going to look like next year, none of that offensive line was seniors. So even if you lose more than Linderbaum out of that line. You're going to have experienced players coming back, players who can help teach the next generation of great Iowa linemen. And it's honestly that kind of a chain that has had Kirk Ferentz there forever and has had Iowa teams being so, so stout forever, too. This this Iowa line has been good for a long, long time through plenty of generations of Iowa football players. That's not going to change when Linderbaum leaves. Uh, If there was, like, one player who I think is going to have, like, the biggest, biggest impact on departure as far as seeing a noticeable difference in what a team's doing, George Karloftis of Purdue I think is that guy. Because on the defensive line, I mean, I don't know if you could ask for anything more for someone to do from that position. I mean, there's only so much of an impact you can have on a play from a defensive line spot. But if it was there to be had, George Karloftis had it. We saw him score touchdowns, get huge sacks. It, It was incredible what he was able to do and while he may not be the first defensive lineman taken out of this draft I'm pretty sure he won't be the first defensive lineman taken in this draft I could easily see him becoming one of those most valuable picks that you see 10-15 years down the line being like oh yeah George Karloff is no brainer he was going to be a big NFL player just with the, the amount of which he did for Purdue's defense combined with kind of how the threat of him allowed other people to be good, I mean, you have to focus on George Karloftis, right? So while he's doing that on the defensive line, he can make it easier for other defensive linemen and the levels behind him, too. Obviously, all defensive players who are great do that. Uh, I don't know if Purdue replaces what he has on the field quite as well as, say, a Michigan will, which loses, like, Aiden Hutchison, Daxton Hill, uh, players like that, David Ajabo. That Michigan team is losing more talent. But that Michigan team also recruits much better than Purdue does year in and year out by leaps and bounds. So as far as like a team that could really be affected by this, the big schools are going to be big no matter what, right? But I see like a Purdue's defense taking a step back without George Carloftis, Or maybe like Jaquan Briskers, uh, Penn State Nittany Lions, taking a step back in the defensive backfield after he's gone. That's the kind of stuff I could see. But it's just really, I don't think, reasonable to think that there's going to be any sort of big, big drop-off with any of these big, big players leaving. Obviously, the collective of players leaving with some of these teams is going to be a problem. We'll talk about that. But as far as what we're thinking about right now, the day after the college football season ending, it's really all about the guys who are going to be leaving for the draft and the players who are, again, going to be in that transfer portal. As far as draftable guys, obviously the best of the best are out, but... I think that if there were any teams that were going to be able to take these blows, it is a team like a Michigan that's taking the biggest blow, a team like an Ohio State. And obviously that's all corresponding. Ohio State loses players because they get the good players. That's what it's all about. Outside of that kind of thing, looking forward from that regard, I want to talk about the coaching jobs that are available in the NFL, and the names out of the Big Ten they are being attached to them because I think hesitate to get really, really into things here, but when I look at just these situations, it's stuff that doesn't make sense to me, as far as just from a Big Ten fan standpoint, of course, but just from a football standpoint as well, I don't really understand uh, how some of these things fit or or why some of these coaches uh, would go to the places that they're being rumored for. Now, Uh, Let's start with Jim Harbaugh, because that's been the biggest name. I do believe in what's been coming out about Harbaugh having the interest to go to the NFL. I don't think that that kind of stuff comes out unless there's some sort of real thing there. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's a Michigan man. We know that. Jim Harbaugh's been fighting to keep this Michigan job forever and has just now gotten over that mountaintop of beating Ohio State and getting to the college football playoffs, where, of course, the Wolverines then got smacked. But anyway... If I'm Jim Harbaugh right now, I see the reasons to go to the NFL, right? Your value's back up high. You maybe have realized over the course of the last few years that this college coaching thing isn't exactly everything that you want it to be. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh can still do it. He can recruit. He can coach. He has the stuff to do it. But when he looks back, I'm sure, at coaching with the 49ers, for example, it's a lot less stress day to day. I mean, this is just really the difference between college and pro coaches, but as far as all the stuff that apparently like coaches who go from college to the pros want uh, jim harbaugh apparently values those things i guess i I don't i have no reason if this hadn't come out already and had so many reports around jim harbaugh being rumored around dolphins job or bears interview or things like that uh, i'd be saying don't put his name in there jim harbaugh left the pros to become the michigan head coach that's what wolverines fans i'm sure are still saying So he wouldn't leave. He gave up all that. He gave up, again, at the top of the profession after making a Super Bowl. He went back to Michigan to coach college. Again, why would he make that turnaround once more? Well, for one, Michigan fans, you haven't been exactly nice to the guy for a while. And the success that he's had is recent, but maybe a little fleeting in a way. When Harbaugh thinks about what he did this year and how much work it took to get there and how little recognition he got along the way. I don't know, I could easily see a guy like Jim Harbaugh taking a look at things in this offseason, saying, like, why, why am I enjoying this, right? Because, obviously, he loves football. He loves everything about it. If you've heard Jim Harbaugh do this kind of interview, he loves football, he loves Michigan, there's no doubt about any of that kind of stuff. But at some point, you have to have a conversation about yourself and just the life you're living and think, why, why am I enjoying this? And if Jim Harbaugh wanted to make that jump back to the pros, which apparently he does, there are plenty of reasons there. You don't have to recruit every day. You don't have boosters yelling at you all the time when you lose. It's a little bit less strict, to be honest. From a coaching standpoint, I, I don't understand all of the reasons why Jim Harbaugh is reportedly interested in at least looking at other pro jobs. But as far as the reasoning behind it, yeah, yeah, the reasons are there. And, and more I think about it, the more I realized that all the reasons that I was thinking that Jim Harbaugh would stay are kind of the same exact reasons why I'm saying it doesn't make sense for him to leave. It's one of these things where, yeah, I don't think Jim Harbaugh would leave Michigan on a normal circumstance, but it's all because of what I've been told, right? I've been told that Michigan is where Jim Harbaugh wants to be. I've been told that this is the dream job for him. Now I'm being told he's interested in pro sports again, so... I I believe that he loves Michigan football. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, personally, myself. Meh. See, even as I say that, I struggle. But from a standpoint of someone who knows nothing about the actual situation of it all, when you're saying, hey, Jim Harbaugh won't leave because he did this, this, and this just to get to Michigan, I'm saying, yes, I agree. But at the same time, people change. This has been really hard on him. It has not been the low-stress environment that maybe he thought it would be going to Michigan as a beloved head coach and former Michigan man. I I don't know. I I just think people change and what people want to be changes. And also the situation that Jim Harbaugh has had up until, again, this year at Michigan has not been exactly inviting and really opening an open arms kind of situation, you know. We'll see what ends up happening with Harbaugh. I think he could go to the pros. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up staying with Michigan. Ryan Day is a name, though, that I'm a little bit more ambivalent about. I'm not sure what to think about the rumors of Ryan Day. He's reportedly interviewing with the Chicago Bears. He has friends who might be taking some of these GM jobs that are coming up, too. But with Day, it's a touchy kind of subject because you have... On one side of things, if you're talking about this kind of jump from college to the pros in a real, real big picture sense, you have the two sides of the coin as to when you make that move, if you want to make it, right? So one would say, uh, if you want to make that move to the pro, do it when you can. Do it now. Ryan Day is someone who's known as a football coach more than a college coach in that sense. In that, like, when you have like an Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Uh, Those are known as college coaches. Lane Kiffin, Dabo Sweeney, obviously. Those are guys who are known as college coaches. Some of them have gone to the pros, but by the time they did, they had been so established as college guys, they kind of came in with that chip on their shoulder. The reputation has been made that there are college guys who can do this, and there are college coaches who just flat out can't do it. So, if Ryan Day waits too long, obviously he still gets a pro job at some point if he establishes himself at Ohio State, if he wants it. But then he has kind of not only the stigma of being a college coach behind him, but also he is a college coach. He had been a college coach for however long if he doesn't take a job now. If he takes that job now, He's obviously still someone who's come up through the ranks in the college game, but he can kind of establish himself and find himself as a younger coach at a pro level. I, I really do think that some coaches, after coaching for college in 20, 30 years, they forget. They, they forget the kind of things that are the differences between that college game and the pro game and how to get people to evolve to those kind of things. But anyway. I'm not here and I shouldn't be, I guess, here. I have been here. I shouldn't be here talking about what Ryan Day can do as a head coach. Because, honestly, I'm, again, just a talking head. I don't know more about the game of football than him or, honestly, most of the people who you'll hear talk about the game of football on TV or on your podcast or anything else. All I know is that the situation with Ohio State is stable here, right? He took over this job. Brought Ohio State back to the promised land, not back to, kept them in the promised land, kept them atop the Big Ten, and, I mean, just this year for the first time, lost a Big Ten game. I mean, to, to be able to have that kind of success and this kind of a blue-chip job in your hand, I don't think that comes lightly on Ryan Day, especially after the stuff that he's just seen happen with Urban Meyer. I don't see how he sees how good he has it now, Ryan Day. And then all of a sudden decides, well, I guess I should go risk that all to become the head coach of the Chicago Bears. I guess I should give up my instant 10-win season every single year, instant gratification from the entire fan base, and honestly, instant job security for the rest of my life as long as I keep beating Michigan and keep Ohio State where it's been. I don't know if there's a better college coaching option out there for a young coach especially than what Ryan Day was handed at Ohio State. I feel like he knows that. So if he wants to jump to the pros, and again, that's an if, if he wants to do that, obviously he'll get his foot in the water, test things out, see what's there. But I'd be very surprised if he were to make that jump. If he were to make that jump, I think it would tell you that he is dead set or was dead dead set on getting to an NFL head coaching position. Because as far as just the situations go, it doesn't get any better than being at Ohio State in college. And and to be quite honest, if he's going to do what he wants to do at Ohio State, or honestly, if he just does what he keeps doing at Ohio State, other head coaching jobs will be there later on, right? And honestly, better ones. Who wants to go coach the Jaguars right now? Jim Harbaugh? Florida's nice, man, but I, I just don't i don't know if the connections are there. Again, Harbaugh, I think, is more likely to end up heading out than Day, just given the opportunity, situation, time with that school, all that kind of stuff. But with Ryan Day, I, I just see the golden ticket that he's holding right now, and I have a really hard time seeing him after he's seen what's happened, especially with a guy like Urban Meyer, former Ohio State coach right away. I have a really hard time seeing him hand over that golden ticket and say, you know what, let's risk it trying to be an NFL coach too. At least not yet. He's still too new to this game, I think. Maybe he gets that bug at some point, but right now I feel like he knows the bag that he's got. We'll have plenty of more time to talk about all of that as more happens. Again, I'm sure here on Locked On Big Ten. I'll be back in to wrap things up here in just a minute. You've been listening to Locked On Big Ten. Thanks again for tuning into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host Nate Dickinson. A reminder: follow us on Twitter at Locked On Big Ten. That's one zero not T E N. Follow me on Twitter as well at Nate with Sports. We'll be back tomorrow with. I hope Asher Lowe has some time to get in here to talk about Wisconsin basketball stuff and everything else going on in the Big Ten. Until then, thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, so as to buy your boy Q with. Expert betting analysis from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms.